everyone. I'm glad you can join us on July 13th, the anniversary of the third apparition of Our Lady of Fatima. Uh, today, I would like to introduce to our audience Mr. John C. Price, the president of the Fatima Family Apostolate. The Fatima Family Apostolate was founded by the late uh, Father Robert J. Fox, who was instrumental in bringing the message to the United States. John is a convert to Catholicism the author of three books and numerous articles. John and his wife, Teresa, I uh, mispronounced it, Mother Mother Teresa, Teresa, his wife, <laughs> they reside in Hansville, Alabama, with their 10 children. Uh, so yeah, John, would you like to start us out with a prayer? Yeah, let's say a Hail Mary to get started. I think that's appropriate for today. So. All right. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. With thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Oh. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right. So, another thing I wanted before we get started, too, there's a. So, on, in July, so this apparition in July was July 13, 1917. And Our Lady taught the children a prayer. So this is supposed to be said, a lot of people don't do this, but it's supposed to be said at the end of each decade of the rosary. And it's, oh my Jesus, deliver us from the fires of hell, draw the souls of all heaven, especially those in the greatest of need. So, um, yeah, she taught, this is when she taught that prayer. A lot of people, was that really at Fatima? Well, it was, it was in the July, this apparition, July 13th. Uh, mm -hmm. 1917. I'm reading that one, but it's an older version, and we say it a little bit. You know, it's a modern one that we say when we do our rosary. But yeah, but that. But I was just looking at this because I seen the date being, you know, July 13, 1917. So I thought that was uh, something to remind everybody, you know, to uh, to say at the end of each decade of the rosary. So yeah, and I've actually never heard of that version. So. Yeah, so that's that's like an older from the from the fifties. It was a book that uh, you know, the closer you get to the apparition, it seems like the material is more accurate. I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And so I like to get I like to collect a lot of the old Fatima books, and yeah. to really go through those. And and so this is one I found this morning. I said well, I want to share that. And so so anyhow, just a reminder. I think ours is, oh my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those who are in most need of thy mercy. So Yeah, that's the one I grew up with or really learned in the last year when I converted. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, like uh, when I converted, I had to learn a lot about Fatima. So our first question is, what happened in Fatima, Portugal in the years 1916 and 1917? Well, it's interesting because actually, if we step back even a year before, in 1915, the children noticed something out in the field, but they didn't know what it was. Uh, so they kind of like, I don't know what kind of spiritual aspect that brings to the message. I think it was just all this kind of prepares for the bigger picture. And so we bump up to 1916, and this is when the angel appeared to, to the three shepherd children and the angel appeared three times and taught them several different prayers um and 
really sister lucia when uh father fox our founder was talking to the nephew of sister lucia who was a priest he had asked her what was the most important part of the message of fatima for you and she said when the angel appeared and she received holy communion for the first time mm. because she said after that things changed you know they were quiet for several days they really were reflecting and of course so you see you know you had three children here that apparently was chosen by god to receive these messages right mm -hmm. and so they you know they probably had some type of divine intervention that took place at this moment you know just, just a, such a beautiful moment when the angel appeared and uh I think that's kind of the the nucleus of our faith, you know, is the Eucharist, of course. And to see that in the very beginning of the the beginning of the message, what a way to start out, right? With yeah. So adoration, they knelt down, the angel knelt down with them in adoration. And um, so it's a really, you can go online, they can go online and Google that part uh, and just kind of get more information about it because there's a lot more to it than what I'm going to tell you. But that's the main aspect of it is when they received Holy Communion, that changed everything for the three children. So, um, and that, that kind of bumped us up to what happened the following year in the spring of 1917 when Our Lady appeared to the three shepherd children. And she appeared six times from May 13th to October 13th. And we are on July 13th today. So, mm -hmm. um, and so different things happen throughout the apparitions. Um, one of the main aspects, of course, is every time she appeared, she would say, pray the rosary every day, pray the rosary every day for peace. And a lot of that in the context later on, Sister Lucia, as she got older and she was in her convent, she kind of explained some of this stuff a little bit better. Uh, at the time, they're going through the different wars. You know, World War One, I, I guess, was actually getting towards the end. Yeah, it ended that um, November, I believe, November 11th. Yeah, something like that. See, so it was really, you know, you see what happened was what was happening here was probably uh, part of the ending of that war. You know, with Our Lady of Mary. And so she really wanted them to say the rosary every day for peace. Uh, nowadays, you know, later on, Sister Lucia was saying, um, say the rosary every day for peace. And we add peace within, peace within your homes, peace within your families, peace in the world. You know, we add, we're adding up peace, uh, peace with the children, you know, your family, whatever it is, you can, kind of say this kind of goes along with all of this, you know, it's kind of the same mm. message, you know, and um, it's very important that we pray the rosary every day. She talked about the brown scapular, uh, wearing the brown scapular, I have one here. Um, so if everybody, you know, get the brown scapular, get enrolled, you get enrolled and once the priest blesses it, you're enrolled for life. You know, a lot of people will get enrolled during their confirmation is order their first communion. So um, I want to encourage that too, because Our Lady has said, this is what really signifies that you belong to me and that uh, you belong to our Lord too. So 
So I think it's very important. St. Simon's stock, if you want to read more about the scapular, uh, read about St. Simon's stock. Um, so as you're going through the message, so uh, May happened, May, June, then July. Then we had three kind of things happen with the, uh, the children were shown hell, where the, where the souls go that, you know, are not living the way they should be living. And, it, you know, it frightened them. And it was, uh, you know, children, I think God takes us where we're at in our lives. You know, he shows things that it was probably more of a dramatic slash kind of what we think hell is, kind of the fire and all this stuff. Yeah. But as you get older, it was explained more of the, the not being there not being able to be with God, you know, when we die, you know, and, and feeling that sense of, uh, emptiness. And so, uh, they were shown that vision of hell. Um, and so it's just, uh, that was one of the main aspects too, of the, the, one of the, the, uh, apparitions there. So, um, mm -hmm. October was the big one, you know, in September, our lady said, I'm going to perform a miracle so that all can believe or that many can believe. I can't ex exactly say what I think it was many. So in October 13th was the miracle of the sun. And you, that's kind of the one that everybody really hears about, uh, the apparition yeah. of the miracle of the sun. So you have all these people coming up, right? They're walking up this hill, mud, rain, you know, slosh up the, this, they call it the Coba. And it's where they had their sheep and they, they were taking care of the sheep and, um, so they had this miracle of the sun, but everybody didn't believe. But the neat thing about this part was that 70,000 to a hundred thousand people showed up on October 13th. Mm -hmm. and they're really concerned with the authorities and with things happening because in August, I'll, I'll drop back to August in August. It didn't happen on the 13th. Our lady appeared really on the 19th because the children were put in jail by administrator because he said that they were lying. And you know, when, when you get it, you kind of look at our government today and see kind of how this kind of intertwines a little bit. You know, if you're a radical or if they think you're a radical Christian, you know, there's a chance that, you know, we saw that happen recently where a Catholic man, you know, had a family and they considered him a radical Christian. They put them in jail. And so that's what these authorities were worried about with these children. They're, you know, they're making up these lies or stirring up all this stuff and people are questioning them. And, you know, so it was a big deal. So they were actually put in the jail and they weren't able to be there for the 13th apparition, but they were, she appeared later on on the 19th. So mm -hmm. going back to October. So the authorities showed up again because of the concern with the crowd and everything. And, so they're walking, these people are just coming from all over with umbrellas, mud, slosh, rain, pour downpours, you know. And all of a sudden, Our Lady appeared and she performed the miracle. And the sun was zigzagging all over the place. And uh, yeah, the dancing sun. Yeah, Saint Joseph and the child Jesus appeared. Our Lady of Sorrows appeared. And uh, Our Lady of Mount Carmel appeared with the scapular. And then all of a sudden, after the sun was doing all the zigzagging, 
it was the sun came out. It was bright. And one of the eyewitnesses there said, it looked like that we all were put into a dry cleaner. Our mm -hmm. clothes was perfect. No mud, uh, no wet, no mud, no nothing. Everything was like pristine again. And so our lady wanted, you know, everyone to experience that. And so that we all can believe, you know, and yeah, that's really kind of the, there's more, like I said, there's going to be a lot more to this, uh, the six apparitions that I'm, you know, we're not with time. We're not able to go into, but, uh, you can visit, they can visit our site too and get that information, fatimafamily.org and get some more information on what actually, you know, took place, uh, through those, those six events from May to October. Yeah, that's a pretty good summary. So it's been a uh, hundred years since the apparitions. Why is Fatima still important today? Well, that's a good question. You know, throughout the years, being involved in the apostolate, all you hear is the message is still relevant. The message is still relevant. The message is still relevant. So it's timeless. It's a timeless message because it is our Catholic faith in a nucleus, you know, like a we talked about the other day, yeah. Um, rosary, scapular, adoration, mass. I mean, that's that's it right there, you know. And uh, what Our Lady's asking us to do is say yes when she asks us to do to live out this message. You know, sometimes it's sad that in a message like this in Fatima, there's conspiracy theories and. People go all over the place and looking for things here and looking for things there. And they neglect the actual call of Our Lady, and that is to live out the message. And uh, so you know, I just want to encourage everybody to try to, you know, pray that rosary every day, uh, wear that scapular, do the five first Saturday devotion. Very important because that is kind of what's happening now we we're trying to get to the triumph of the immaculate heart you know and and do that first if we can get everybody every catholic in the u.s doing the first saturdays i mean could you imagine the change that we would go through it would be yeah astronomical you know to see what happens with that and we got to start with the bishops and we got to start with the priests you know we need to talk to our local parish priests if they don't have the first saturdays in your parish go knock on the door and say, Hey father, you know, I think this would be something that would be good and, uh, explain it. You know, we have a booklet about it. Uh, you can go online Google first aid, very popular devotion. Um, so I just want to encourage that because that's, that's going to get us to that next level where we need to be. Yeah. And so for any, um, unknowledgeable viewers, what is the Saturday devotion first Saturday devotion? So first Saturday devotion is that you go on the first Saturday of each month. Now our lady asked for five first Saturdays, which is you do five consecutively. And, um, so you had to go to the five first Saturdays. So that's mass adoration and confession. And, uh, what you do is you can go to confession. I think it's eight days before or eight days after that Saturday. So you have some time yeah. and then they usually say a rosary and you have to meditate 
on the mysteries of the rosary, you know, spend 15 minutes in adoration and meditating on the mysteries of the rosary. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. I mean, it's basically in a sense, it's a regular mass, but you're adding the rosary and uh, making sure that of course you're in the state of grace and you go to confession. So, uh, and spending time with the blessed sacrament. So, so yeah, so very good, you know, much needed. Um, that's what our lady asked for. We're doing what she asked for, right? She says, pray the rosary every day. She didn't say, Hey, uh, two weeks from now, I want you to pray a rosary and don't ever do it again. No, she didn't say that. Uh, so she's asking for these devotions. She's asking us to say that. Yes. That we had talked about the other day, say yes. And, uh, be open to it, you know, be open to the message and, uh, and things will change in your life spiritually. Yeah. And that's really the triumph of the Immaculate Heart, a renewal of Christian culture, like, uh, on the local aspect of just the individual or a family. So this leads us into our next question. Uh, what are the spiritual aspects of the message and how can a family, single person, a priest and so on, incorporate this message in their lives. So I think it starts with, uh, like, you know, I know most people know there's a lot of devotions out there and I'm Fatima seems to be the one that I think personally for me is the best just because it it aligns so much with our church and it's approved. You know, I like to have the approved and there's some devotions out there that are not approved that have gotten people closer to God. So I'm not saying anything that that's wrong or as long as you're coming closer to God, I think is a good thing, but this one's approved and it has the, the tools there that we need to grow spiritually on a daily basis. So you start your day out, uh, in the morning, you, uh, do the act of consecration to the Immaculate heart, you know, and then in the evening you say the rosary with your family or by yourself. You know, a lot of people say, well, I don't have the time to do that, you know, but you drive in a car, you know, sometimes you just to get to work is 20 minutes, right? Yeah. Uh, another thing you do, a lot of people are doing now is uh, going to YouTube and they have some beautiful rosaries on there that are said by people that they created videos. You can actually have that on your TV while you're in your house working, you know, and pray along with it. You know, uh, I think that's an, we just got to get our spiritual lives back in order because we're kind of, there's, it's almost like there's blinders where we have blinders on and we're not open to the spiritual life. We're open to the worldly life. And in order to get where we need to be in order to get closer to God, we had to increase our spiritual life. And sometimes it's difficult. I mean, I mean, I can, I, I can tell you there's days when, you know, it gets late, we get in late and we need to say our rosary and you kind of like, Oh, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. but then, but you say, you know what, this is a, this is the commitment. This is what we do. And then I've been through situations where people call and say, could you pray for me? You know, uh, that's the beauty of the message is being in tune to that spiritual life and know that people know that you're in, have a relationship with the blessed mother, they'll call and say, Hey, could you pray offer so-and-so in your rosary today? They're sick or they got in a car wreck. One time my niece years ago, it's well, it's not been that long, probably five or six years ago, Mm -hmm. my niece got into a terrible automobile accident Mm -hmm. 
and uh, my brother-in-law had called and, and told us about it. And so right then and there, we stopped everything we were doing and started saying the rosary for her. And Michael, to tell you what, it was just such a beautiful, man, it was just, I can't even tell you the feeling because it's, it's just out of this world. So we said the rosary. And then I remember being done and I walked, it gives me tingles thinking about it. I remember walking out of the room and walking down and I just felt this warmth over me and this feeling saying she's going to be okay. And he called back. I think she had like a, some type of pelvis injury and had to have stitches and she's in the hospital like two days or three days. And she got hit by an 18 wheeler. Oh, wow. She was driving a van and, and she got hit by an 18 wheeler. So I'm like, you know what? This stuff, it just have you know, it's thing. I think also when you're dealing with the spiritual life is to be in tune to things, you know, be attuned to what God presents to you and to uh, take advantage of that opportunity to either pray for somebody or pray for your family or even pray for yourself. Yeah. You had to pray for yourself too, you know? So, so it's a pretty neat thing. Once you get the family involved and you have, you know, the kids saying the rosary, sometimes we'll do, uh, we'll do, uh, divine mercy. Um, mm -hmm. and we'll do, you know, we have different devotions throughout the day. The angels will come on in the room automatically, whether we're there or not. So oh, you wow. just got to make it like a speaker or something. Yeah. It's like an Alexa speaker. Oh yeah. That's pretty cool. But it's time to come on and divine mercy is timed at three. So every time at three o'clock, divine mercy automatically comes on. And so it's, it's, so it's enveloping yourself in the spiritual life because you'll get disappointed out here in the world. The world is going to disappoint you. And, uh, you think it's got all the answers. You think, you know, you can make more money or do whatever it, the only, the only happiness and joy comes from your relationship with Christ. And, uh, that's just, that's just it. You know, that's the story. And so I just want to encourage individuals, you know, single people too, you have single people have a better opportunity to, to really grasp this thing at a bigger, grab it, grab the bull by the horns a little bit bigger in some ways, mm -hmm. because you, you got, you might have more time to where you can make more, do go to adoration more or, uh, say more rosaries or whatever, you know, offer things up or donate your time, you know, volunteer your time to do something. So, so yeah, there's a lot of opportunity in priests, you know, there's a lot of priests that don't, you'd be surprised that don't have the devotion, you know, or some don't even believe that fat, you know, they, they don't push Fatima or even, you know, think that much about it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I'm just open to if a devotion, Fatima is my thing that I really feel comfortable with. And a lot of people do fat. There's a lot of followers that uh really are devoted to the message of fatima but the main thing is is it getting closer is it getting you closer to god and that's the that's that's the whole purpose so yeah and so i guess uh that was a really touching story and that uh, really exemplifies just um the care and comfort that a devotion to mary can offer um it's like just my own spiritual life i really didn't um, have a great love of God until I uh, really did the R. Uh, what's, what's it called? I'm 
Our Lady of Sorrows, I guess, or Seven Sorrows of Mary. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Seven Sorrows. Yeah. So that really brought me closer. Um, yeah, it's like kind of the sun. So um, I guess Christ is the sun, like Mary's that star of light. Uh, it's all coming from the same source. Like uh, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of metaphors, I think. That's what uh, Mary means, actually. Like, the name Mary, it's like a star over the sea. Uh, it's like St. Thomas Aquinas. He said that that star uh, is what leads like the sailors, the Christians to port in the yeah. port of heaven. So, yeah, Mary yeah, really is that guiding light. Yeah, well, you know, Father Fox, our founder, used to tell me he would say, it's hard to think about Jesus without thinking about Mary. And it's hard to think about Mary without thinking about Jesus. You know, it's, yeah. it's all, everything's tied in. It's all tied together. So. So it's just a, you know, we got, we got the information here. We got the tools, the church, the teachings, we have everything. We just got to let go of our passions that are not of the, of the world and really dig down and get a devotion, you know, and get our spiritual lives in order. That way we can make a difference out here in society. Yeah. So we'll uh, bring up the next question. So after we learn the Fatima message and are living it, in our lives, what is a good way to share it with others? How do we get this message out there? Now, I'm sure you have a great answer since you're the president of a Fatima family apostolate. So, yeah, I think the best way to do it is to uh, to encourage people to go to. They have a lot of uh, Marian events throughout the year at different places to try to encourage people to go to a Marian event. Uh, if there's a first Saturday devotion and you're at your parish and you see somebody not there, invite them to come, mm-hmm. uh, tell them about the rosary. I think the scapular and the rosary is very important to, to kind of have those, those tools there, you know, to fight off the evil. Um, I think just really getting out here and just talking to people about it. Hey, have you ever heard about Our Lady of Fatima? You know, the message of Fatima, Fatima, Portugal, when the, the Blessed Mother appeared to three shepherd children. Have you ever heard about that? And a lot of people will say, yes, they've heard about it, you know, but they don't know the details of the spiritual aspects of it. And once you get into that and you understand it, then you'll be able to share that and say, hey, did you remember our lady said that we should pray the rosary every day? Mm -hmm. You know, so at least and then sometimes you'll have people say, well, even sometimes they'll say, well, I don't have time to pray the rosary like we talked about a few minutes ago. Yeah. Sometimes a lot of people, and I've encouraged this too, just start with a decade of the rosary. You know, if you're not familiar with it and you're not comfortable with it, just start out with one decade of the rosary and then build on that. You know, we, we're all, I think what we have to understand is we're all in different aspects of our spiritual journey. Everybody, I don't think anybody's on an equal playing field as far as their spiritual journey goes, because we're all different. We're all, we're not the same people. We're, there's not another one of me out there, you know? So, uh, so we're on a different playing field when it comes to our spiritual lives. So I think you got to gauge where people are and then kind of present it that way. There's pamphlets. We have, a father Fox had written a pamphlet called Fatima the facts. And there's an organization that we're, we're close to and they will call. If you call them, they, they'll send you, three, 400 of them if you want them and you can pass them out. They're little leaflets 
And also they have a website is I think it's christianfamilyoutreach.com. And so they have that, that they print that for us. And, uh, so there's ways you just handing out a leaflet, a prayer card. Um, they got a bunch of places where you can get, you donate 20 bucks and you can get a hundred rosaries, you know, the plastic ones or something like that. So, mm-hmm. but just kind of make it an outreach, kind of make it a, an apostolate, you know, everybody can have their own apostolate. So, so that's what I suggest, you know, just getting it, yeah. find out where they are in their spiritual life and, and go from there. Yeah, and I think uh, going off that a bit, some some more ideas, and these might not be good ideas, but uh, these little free libraries that are in almost every small town, uh, just take your old Fatima books, your old Catholic books, maybe a few rosaries, a few handwritten notes, and just put those in those little free libraries. Yeah, that's a great I mean, idea. I mean, you could put a... Them with yeah, and you, you could even put a card in there if you had a bit, somebody had a card and they want to learn more about the faith. Be a good way to evangelize, you know, apologetics, you know, very, you know, get the, get any avenue that we can get information in, we need to do it, you know, and that's, I think that's a great idea. We used to give uh, some of our books, uh, we would do a discount program where a parish could order like 50 of them. And all they had to do was pay the shipping. And if they had a legitimate library in their parish. And so we, I've sent out quite a few of those in the past. Yeah. So there's ways that, you know, some of the, if you have an adoration chapel, I guess, in the, in the, in the church or parish mm-hmm. that you, they go to, just bring a book in and leave it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, just leave it, bring it in, buy one and leave it. So, yeah, there's so many. There's so many ways to evangelize, and uh, I just think we just have to make the commitment to do it and not be afraid to evangelize. Yeah, and I think God really gives everyone the chance to evangelize. Uh, They just have to be willing to say yes. There's often um, all these small moments throughout the day that would be a good opportunity to maybe like talk to someone. Um, Say you're sitting beside someone at the dentist office and you don't want to talk to them. Maybe like if you struck up a conversation uh, say you were even praying the rosary, like just in that uh, waiting room, and they saw you praying it, uh, and they asked, like, what are you doing? Then you yeah. just explain the uh, Fatima story. So, yeah, yeah people, I think anytime you do, anytime you do something in public, you know, is is a good thing, I think. Uh-huh. I think you get special graces for that. I really do. You know, when you're out yeah. praying or even in front, you know, at your meal, say you go out to eat, and you uh, say the meal prayers in public. I think you get, I'm, I'm sure you get special graces for that. And, and God smiles down on that because like I said, and I don't have to tell you about the world today, you go anywhere in the news and look around and you can see, you know, see what, what we're up against. So. Yeah. And so that leads us right into our next question. Uh, so our world and society and culture, it's all in so much turmoil. How can the message of Our Lady of Fatima help things? How can we bring about this revival of Christian culture and society? Well, I think you have to start with the Catholics first, especially the Catholics that uh, the ones that just go to Sunday Mass. I think we really need to educate them about the message, get the information to them like we talked about, and invite them, you know, first hour devotion and try to if like i said if you don't have the 
first hour of devotion in your parish, talk to the priest, sit down with him, and try to get that started. Adoration. Adoration is one of the, I mean, that's, that's like the epitome of what we have in our faith, you know, adoration. Mm-hmm. And spending time, I've, I've seen so many awesome things happen, even in my life, just going to adoration. And I just don't think some people, you know, they had, they had stats out one time that only uh, 30% still believe that the Eucharist is still, 30% of Catholics yeah. only believe that the Eucharist is still the body and blood, soul and divinity of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's pretty bad numbers, you know. So, yeah, considering uh, it's like the source and summit of the. I know. We're fighting an uphill battle. But we had to start somewhere, right? You had to start somewhere. And that's what I think is to try to get first start with the Catholics that are just, they go to church. They're good people, right? Mm-hmm. We've got to give them more. Why do, Why would they want this? You know, we got to be good examples too. You know, we have to be, we have to be good examples uh, of our faith and to try to not just keep it for ourselves. Our faith is to give to others. And to share it with others, we're all called to be disciples, called to be apostles. Um, so I think that's where we start. And then we can move up the ladder, you know, and then then we start great witnesses out there. You know, we have a lot of people praying the rosary in front of abortion clinics. Um, we got a lot of people praying when something goes back, you know, they have a drag queen festival or whatever. You got people out there praying, right? So there's a lot of people that are really on the front lines you know, I'm not even really doing, I'm not doing that kind of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're really out on the front lines and they're in the, they're in the battle, you know. I'm at home praying for them though. I'm, a, I'm at home, you know, I think one thing when you say the rosary, before you start, you offer intentions. So every night when we do our rosary, we do intentions. We offer it for uh, my parents, my wife's parents, my family, her family, our ancestors, all our children. If somebody had a birthday that day, if somebody had a anniversary that day for the conversion of sinners, for the reign of the sacred heart of Jesus and for the reign of the, and yeah, the reign of the sacred heart of Jesus and the immaculate heart of Mary throughout the world. So you offer all these, give, give them everything, you know, give them everything at the beginning of that rosary. You got all kinds of intentions that you can, put in there and uh, conversion of sinners is very important. And that's what comes kind of back to the five first Saturdays is the reasons why it's five is because of blasphemies that were done against the blessed mother, you know, and we're seeing some of that today, like defacing statues and Mm -hmm. uh, doing that kind of thing. So, so we've got to play, pray for the conversion of sinners conversion of our society and that can be done right at the beginning of the rosary there another thing we we're suffering right today like i said i was feeling kind of rough and my shoulder was messed up and mm-hmm. just didn't feel good you know you kind of wake up and you're like well i just don't feel that good i was even considering not doing this today and, and pushing it to another day but we have to offer it up you know we have to offer up our sufferings too mm-hmm. and we can offer up our sufferings for the conversion centers for the poor souls in purgatory, um, our late, our late, the actually the children Jacinta, one of the shepherds, 
talked about the poor souls in purgatory a lot. She talked about Our Lady appeared to her when she was sick and in the hospital on different occasions. And she talked about how our Lord is offended by the immodest dress that we have out here in, in our world. Yeah. So it's almost like the, the Fatima message covers everything. If you get really deep into it, I can't, you know, I almost need a book to go through it to really get the hardcore deep information. But some of that stuff right there is what, I mean, we're dealing with this stuff, you know, and, and so really, um, we just have to start with the Catholic people first, the ones that are kind of lukewarm and help them get excited. Maybe start a prayer group, bad my family prayer group, you know, we'll get you the books to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. a rosary prayer group, you know, say, Hey, we'll meet out at the church at seven tonight, say the rosary and go eat go eat somewhere afterwards, you know, food always gets people to come. So you gotta add that. to say that, <laughs> you know, win their stomachs to win their yeah, heart. No, I'll tell you what, that's, if you have an event, if you don't have food, it ain't gonna go that well. <laughs> yeah. so, but, uh, so there's, I mean, there's just, and, and it don't have to be anything big, you know, two or three gathered together, you know, it, it don't have to be, I gotta have a thousand people here and this great, awesome speaker come in, you know, it's, simplicity you know this can be something simple so mm-hmm. and then we have uh, i don't know how many how, is that the last question we have any more yeah that's, that's all the questions i got okay. so okay so another thing i want to encourage people uh to decorate their house for spiritual things you know they come to my house and it's like the monastery <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I i love that that's mm-hmm. what makes me feel comfortable because i see it reminds me Put a crucifix. Hey, you have a problem with movies, watching TV or something? Put a crucifix by the television. Would Jesus watch this with you? Right? Mm-hmm. Reminders. You need these remind. We need. We all were human. We need reminders. I can't even remember. You know, I've kind of tried to remember all the information and things. You just can't remember everything anymore. It's just so much. We're so yeah. bombarded by media and technology and noise that. We need the we need these spiritual reminders uh, right here where I'm at in the room. I have a statue of the Holy Family. We have the blessed. We have a Fatima right here. I have a holy water fountain right here with holy water in it. You know, holy water. That's a that's right there. Yeah, I mean, so many, we've had things happen, and you can just kind of sense something ain't right. Then lights flickering in the house. I'm like, okay, time to get the holy water out. <laughs> slinging it all over the place, you know, and, and then we did less salt around our house. Dude, we get, get a priest and it's hard to find. That's the thing. The priest got to step up too. We can't just do it. The priests have a lot of clout. They have a lot of people that they talk to on a weekly basis. They have to step it up too. Uh, some of them don't do exercise salt. They don't know how to, I don't know if they know how to do it or don't know how to do it. Or so we need, you know, bless salt, exercise salt. Um, put around your house, the perimeter of your house, the, your property lines, put it out there as your property lines. Uh, we're in a, we're in a spiritual battle. This ain't no fairy tale. You know, a lot of people say, Oh, well, you know, you're just overreacting. No, we're not overreacting. I mean, look around. We, we keep saying that we're overreacting. We're overreacting. Look, it keeps getting worse, right? It keeps getting, and we're not doing anything. Um, I'm trying to think what else we have. So we have, 
and we have medals like blessment saint Benedict. you work at the benedictine yeah uh, there you're right we got a saint benedict bracelet up there right about okay. there if the viewers can see it's pretty uh yeah. small from that far yeah away. i had the one there's one by the door it's like three inches mm -hmm. so i put it like your entrance door and your exit door entrance well i guess they're all exit doors too but all your doors we put a we put a benedictine metal up there so yeah but but that's what i'm saying about devotion you know you can be have a devotion to the uh miraculous metal the benedict metal um one of the other things we used to have i think my wife i can it's uncomfortable for me to wear but it was a pardon crucifix and it has a nice blessing mm -hmm. i had a devotion to the holy souls and i tell you what you get a devotion to them you better be ready because they'll beat you up yeah. <laughs> they uh I started reading the book. Uh, Susan Tassani did some books. She did some books for OSV, and she, they call her the Purgatory Lady, but she wrote several books on Purgatory. And um, mm -hmm. I started having a devotion to the souls in Purgatory. And man, it was non. I mean, I was. I hope I got a lot of. I got, hope I got a lot of them out. You know, I yeah. still have, What I would do is like I do simple things. There's so many simple things you can do. You just got to think about it. Like if I'd say obituary in the paper. Mm -hmm. I would say their names and I'd pray for them. We go yeah. by the cemetery, go by the cemetery, may sign cross, perpet let perpetual light shine upon them, O Lord, and may their soul and all the souls of the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Yeah. One time, uh, I was, some one of our friends was telling us, he said that he did, he was doing that too, you know, where you by the cemetery. And mm -hmm. the Catholic guy was with him. He said, Why are you doing that? That ain't a Catholic cemetery. He said, well, they're Catholic now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you just, there's just so many, just think, just think about it. I mean, you can sit down and probably fill a notebook up with ideas, you know, and how to grow your spiritual life. And, uh, but the main thing is we need to get people praying more. We need to get people in front of the blessed sacrament and going to confession, you know, don't, we need to get people. That's one thing I love about the first Saturday devotion is this. So I'll end with this. Mm -hmm. What I love about the first Saturday devotion, I call it the care program. That's C-A-R-E. Confession, adoration, rosary, and Eucharist. But so think about this. You're in a parish. That's why this is how you can explain it to the priest. Okay. So, so father, okay. We do first Saturday devotion and we do it every month on the first Saturday of the month guess what you're going to have you're going to have more people going to confession they're going to be going in shorter periods of time see they'll probably yeah. they'll want to go to confession once a, it makes you go to confession once a month almost you don't have to if you're in the state of grace but it does keep you in line see so you're growing the spiritual fruits of your parish right there then they're sitting in front of the Blessed Sacrament after Mass. Then they're praying the Rosary and meditating on the mysteries of the Rosary. I mean, it's a win-win situation for everybody. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's hard for people to see that. And it's an extra thing to do. They can go do their bas basketball, baseball, football, but they don't have time to spend an hour, hour and 15 minutes on a Saturday. You know, every other Saturday, you know, on that first Saturday every month. So 
but we just got to keep praying. You know, we got to do our part and pray for people to do this. Pray for people to find out about the message, find out about Our Lady, um, mm-hmm. so that it can help them grow in their relationship, so they can get closer to Jesus, the ultimate goal to be in heaven, right? So, mm-hmm. but that's that's it. I mean, that's that's what we're all here for. Yeah, so thanks for the presentation. I'll say we need like um, a clapping audio track or something in here. Yeah. A great presentation. Well, I appreciate it. I was kind of shaky in the beginning, but hey, you know, we got to get you. This is a lot of information to try to remember and the bearings and the dates and stuff. So, but yeah, I enjoyed it and I appreciate you doing this for me, you know. And, yeah, it's my pleasure. And uh, we're going to get it out there, promote it, and, mm-hmm. and see if we can get some more people living this message, you know. Uh, and that we want to just see them grow spiritually, you know, and get closer to God. That's the purpose. All right. So thanks everyone who watches this. May God bless you all. Uh, say we'll probably post this on both YouTube channels. Uh, okay. We'll do the creative commons license. It allows anyone to really share this video. Uh, so I guess like even people who see this, they can make clips of it and share it on their own YouTube channel. Just, uh, yeah, get this message out there. That's that's what it's all about. So, uh, yeah, it's the third apparition, the anniversary of the third apparition. So I'm sure there's many graces today. It's also the feast day of uh, Saints Louis and Zelie Martin, the parents of oh, Saint yeah. Therese. So that kind of uh, goes yeah, back. Very, uh, very, very good one right there. That's uh, really helped us in our our marriage and our life too. So very good. Uh, it just shows that anyone can become a saint inside uh, uh, outside the family, like a priest or to some um, parent, a mother and a father. They can yeah. raise saints. And a single person, blessed Acutus, right? Or is it blessed? Yeah, Acutus. blessed. Still, still blessed. Carlo Acutus. Acutus, yeah. And then you have, you have so many. We have an opportunity here. We just got to take advantage of it. All right. So, yeah, may... Mary, help us all get closer to Christ. So we'll end with uh, the intro again, but hopefully everyone enjoys it. So thank you, everyone.